Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6.40 in the morning. Mountain time is 7.40. Texas time is 8.40. And Michigan and East Coast time is 9.40 in the morning. Thrilled to have you along. If you ever miss these calls, you can pick them up on SoundCloud. S-O-U-N-D-C-L-O-U-D, put in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and TR90, these calls will pop up. They're now archived back more than nine years. The last several months, we've actually been putting in not only the date and the host name, but also what the topic was for that particular call. A lot of the calls have, I would say all these calls have, a wealth of information in them, and like I said, you can always go back and pick them up. If you don't, if you get your podcast through a different service other than SoundCloud, you may be able to still find it if you put in Frank Lomas TR90 or Solutions the Digit Four Anti Aging, and they could well pop up as well. For those of you that don't know who I am, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon, welcoming you to the call this morning. If you ever have any thoughts about topics that you would like for future calls, feel free to share those either before or after the call, and we'd love to expand what we've been sharing with you. So since this is the support call for the TR90 and Body Burn 30 support, um, that TR90 program, when you're first starting out, is one really good clean lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at least three of those meals. If you're a larger person, you may want to either increase the number of grams per meal or you may want to add a fourth fourth meal where you're adding that 30 grams of protein. Drinking plenty of water to stay hydrated. The current thinking is at least one ounce for every two pounds you weigh. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking a minimum of 50 ounces of water daily to stay hydrated. If you're exercising heavily or if you are in a very humid area, then you'll need to increase that to offset what you're losing uh, due to perspiration. 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week another key component of this lifestyle change because it is a lifestyle change. Getting plenty of rest, seven to nine hours of rest nightly is another key to um, being good and healthy and helps your body do resets throughout the night, um, throughout several of your body systems. It's just... it's really important, and without adequate sleep, it makes everything else very difficult to do. Seven-plus servings of fruits and vegetables throughout the day also is very important. Not only are you getting micro and macronutrients, but you're also getting a lot of fiber that goes along with that that also helps uh, keep things moving along. And with that being said... I have been sharing some information recently out of a book that's called Fat Chance, Beating the Odds Against Sugar, Processed Food, Obesity, and Disease. It was written by Robert H. Lustig, MD, MSL, and um, 
we're starting into fiber, half of, quote, unquote, the antidote. So fiber is also known as roughage or bulk but, and is the most understood weapon in our nutritional arsenal. The common belief promulgated by countless TV commercials playing to the over 70 crowd is that fiber is important for our bowels and little else. Fiber makes you regular if, as if constipation makes you erratic. Mm-hmm. These commercials suggest that you should start eating fiber to make those golden years a little smoother. Meanwhile, gastroenterologists have impressed upon us the value of fiber to prevent both colon cancer and diverticulitis. All All of that is true, but fiber is oh so much more, as you will see, as fiber is half of the antidote to the obesity epidemic or the obesity pandemic, as the case may be. But how can something that we don't even absorb be so darn valuable? Unlike the other foodstuffs previously discussed, fats, proteins, and carbohydrates, fiber isn't digested or absorbed by your body. It travels through and out of your stomach, small intestine, and colon with minimal alteration. The USDA does not classify fiber as an essential nutrient. Indeed, most people consider fiber a waste product of food and a waste of time. Despite this, the dietary reference intake for fiber suggests a total of 14 grams per thousand calories or essentially 25 grams of fiber per day. According, uh, paleobiologists have Perform DNA footprint analysis of three to ten thousand year old stool samples from caves in Texas, allowing them to determine what our ancestors ate based on the bacterial makeup of their intestines. They estimate that these cave dwellers consumed about about a hundred grams of fiber per day. Yet our meridian consumption of fiber is currently twelve grams. Does this matter? Why should we care about fiber? Why does processing of food remove its fiber? Aside from our current irregularity, what might our lack of fiber be doing to us? After all, it's just to make us poop regular, right? So here are some definitions. Dietary fiber is found in fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and legumes. It's part of the plant, the that the human gut is unable to digest, so you can't just use it for energy. Therefore, it has one destination, the toilet. There are two types of fiber, soluble, which is dissolved in water, and insoluble, which does not dissolve in water. These differences, this difference determines each type of fiber's impact on your body, health, and stool. Soluble fiber slows digestion and absorption and is fermented by the bacteria in your colon into gases, reads socially unacceptable emissions except for teenage boys at summer camp. This is one reason we haven't missed the removal of fiber from our diet. It consists of strings of glucose molecules as such as pectins found in fruit and used to make jelly, 
that absorb water to become gelatinous, viscous substance. Insoluble fiber consists of polysaccharides, the non-glucose carbohydrates, such as cellulose, and the stringy stuff in celery. They are not digested at all because they do not dissolve in water. They have a laxative effect and speed up the passage of food and waste through your gut. So examples of soluble fiber, these are things that absorb water. Oatmeal, oat cereal, lentils, apples, oranges, pears, oat bran, strawberries, nuts, flax seeds, beans, dried peas, blueberries, phycillum, cucumbers, and carrots. Insoluble fiber, which don't absorb water, are your whole wheat, your whole grains, wheat bran, corn bran, seeds, nuts, barley, <clears throat> couscous, brown rice, bulgur, zucchini, celery, broccoli, cabbage, onions, tomatoes, celery, carrots, cucumbers, green beans, dark leafy vegetables, fruit, fruit and root vegetable skins. Metabolically, the two are an unbeatable pair. The insoluble forms a lattice work for the soluble fiber to sit on while the soluble fiber bridges the gaps in the lattice work to maintain its integrity. A kind of like a hair catcher in your shower drain. Without it, the hair goes down the drain rapidly, but with the hair catcher, but when the hair catcher catches the hair, now you've got a stopped up bathtub. In the case of fiber, however, inhibiting the rate of flux from the intestine crossing into the bloodstream is a good thing. It gives the liver a chance to fully metabolize what's coming in so there's no overflow. Unfortunately, the majority of foods that we consume today lack fiber of any sort. Refined grains are stripped of both the bran and the germ in the process of milling. This gives them a finer texture and extends their shelf life while taking out various micronutrients, and in particular, the fiber. Refined grains include white rice, white flour, pasta, potatoes, and many of the cookies, crackers, cereals that stock our pantries Enriched grains may replace some of the nutrients removed, but once the fiber is taken out, you can't put it back in. To get the full metabolic benefits of fiber, it needs to coat the starch granule on all sides, forming a sphere or a kernel, so that the digestive enzymes in the intestines must slowly strip it away. The starch or the endosperm is on the inside. The bran is on the outside, and the whole kernel represents a source of insoluble fiber. Strip away the outside bran, and you are left only with the starch, which is glucose. When you ingest the whole kernel, your intestines will slowly strip away that outside bran, making the rise in serum glucose occur slowly and reach a lower peak concentration. But when the outside bran is removed by processing, your liver is hit with an influx of glucose and the rise occurs quickly at a higher peak. That means a higher insulin peak. So to derive maximal 
effects from fiber, you need to consume parts with consume parts with the unadulterated whole grain. Man and white rice, the only grains in uh, somebody's diet, cease to be grains after being polished at the mill. But here's the problem. Even whole grain, quote-unquote, doesn't always mean the whole grain. According to the IOM, food must meet at least one of the following criteria to be considered whole grain. To contain at least 8 grams of whole grain per serving, qualify for the FDA whole grain health claim, which is 51% of the whole grain by weight, or three, have the whole grain as the first ingredient by weight of for non-mixed dishes, uh, for example, breads and cereals, or as the first grain ingredient by weight for mixed dishes such as pizza and corn dogs. So whole grain, lucky charms, is a misnomer because there is no whole, quote-unquote, grains in the cereal. Manufacturers may mix in regular starch with the whole grain, but that's not a great idea if you're trying to keep insulin down. There is nothing in the IMO's definition about the grain being whole or complete that is uncracked, uncrushed, unadulterated. Plus, foods that list whole grains as a second or third ingredient may contain as little as 1%. Hence, the IOM definition leaves much to be desired. So let me take a look at our time here and see how we're doing. I think I'm going to stop there because um, the next section is about, starts in with the juice. But it's really important to have the complete grain, not just bits and pieces of it. With that being said, I'm going to take us off mute so that we can say goodbye to each other. I want to put a shout out to both Brian Curry and Frank Wellness for really keeping uh, up with our recordings and getting them posted online regularly so that you've got the most recent ones up. I don't know what we would do without these two technical wizards. With that being said, this is Susan Mann for November 29th, 2021, signing out. And I'm going to take us off mute so we can say goodbye to each other. So it's really important to get those whole grains in for the fiber, my friends. If you're looking to build a new skin business at the top of the hour, if you skip over to Facebook One Team Global Live, one of our um, esteemed business partners will be sharing information on how to build that new skin business, if that's something you're interested in. Other than that... I really wish you a great day and look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow to find out some of the important reasons to either include or not include juice. With that being said, <coughs> excuse me, this is Susan Mann signing out. <coughs>